Single Simulcast is about a lot of things. This podcast may make you laugh, cry, or pound your fists into your desk. If you hear something you like or something you don't, leave a voicemail at 916-572-9016 or email us at singlesimulcast at gmail.com. One. Single. Simulcast. How come you can't share no. to Instagram? <sighs> Single simulcast episode 274. I can't hear shit because my shit is broke. Therefore, Shantae is going to run the show. She don't want to check to see if it works. So she's just gone. Hi, Shantae. <laughs> I mean, I just need you to do it for a few seconds while I just drop out. And I'm going to just go to the store <laughs> real quick. And I'm gonna be right back. I swear I'm gonna come wow. back. I'm just leaving wow. you here for a second. Just the for a second. Store. We've the been working store. our way up to this for like ever. Forever. We've been planning for this. You're this your time to sh- to shine. Nah. So but I'm out here. So we're gonna make it happen. We're gonna do the best we can. <laughs> Yeah, we. I feel like I should. I feel like we're really close right now. I can't hear shit you're saying. I'm just guessing. Bad lip, bad lip reading is happening right now. Yeah, every time you say something, I read your lips, and I'm wrong as shit. I am wrong as a motherfucker. Yeah, totally. Pizza. Pizza sounds great. (laughs) Hungry as a motherfucker. Go ahead and run the show while I get this shit fixed. This is terrible. Welcome to Single Simulcast, episode 274. I'm Shantae, where Shani can't hear anything on Crowdcast. But we are joined by uh, Najela from the Cuntcast podcast on Unreasonable Fridays. And Summer, who I didn't have a chance to get your podcast name. So why don't you tell us first about your podcast? Sure, my podcast is called Bad and Boozy. And it's all about wine and booze and everyday shenanigans between two friends. So, okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. So, what is your favorite kind of wine? Okay, well, I love to say that I'm racist with my alcohol because I only like white, but the more that. The more that I do this show, my palate has been expanding. So I do like some reds. I like a Pinot Noir. I'm getting into Cabernet Sauvignon. So it's expanding, but my preference is always going to be the white. You know, call me Tiger Woods because I like the whiter the better. (laughs) I can dig that. I can dig that. I kind of prefer whites over reds, but, you know, I'm I'm trying to branch out. I'm trying to branch out. You see, I am what the people call... Uh, can I can I use the N word on this show? I don't know. Can I? Use oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You well, could. You I could. am what the kids refer to as a nigga, and niggas like sweet stuff. So I prefer the sweet stuff. So I like the Rieslings, the Moscatos, things in that nature. Like I said, I am expanding, but my preference is to get you know a little bit of diabetes with my drink. So. <laughs> Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. I, I like a Riesling too. Now, Najela, I've listened to your podcast before. Uh, Cuncast podcast on Unreasonable Fridays with Aaron Freeman. Shout out to him. And 
So uh, tell the people who haven't listened to your show what your show is about. Uh, well, I like to say that uh, my podcast sits at the intersections of the internet in all the creepy places because we talk about uh, nerd shit, sex, sexuality. We talk about gender. We talk about body. We talk about race and all of it at the same time. So uh, that's pretty much what the Cuntcast podcast is about. But it is, I guess it would boil down to, it is a sex-positive, Black, femme-loving experience. Awesome. Awesome. So <laughs> what's one of the wildest things that you had to speak about on the show? I know one thing that I saw was the, uh, it was one of the first episodes, it was the Dictate. You know that yes. people were trying to uh, use yes, to, uh, I guess, to keep from ejaculating. That was that was wild to there, me. It was just like that's was mad painful. <laughs> this company, um, I thought it was a joke. I actually put it on uh, at when I first saw it. It was rumbling around on on Twitter, and I thought it was uh, this this big hoax. Unfortunately, it was, it's a real company that are is they're really trying to patent this horrible product. So basically, they're trying to say that it is a new form of birth control, though it does not prevent pregnancy. And it is basically a, uh, a small balloon kind of thing, like a button of latex that you glue on your dick hole. So you have sex and there's only that one thing on there. And then what you're supposed to do is pull out and ejaculate and then rip it off immediately <laughs> yeah that's that oh man it just the thought of it just sounds terrible it's just like how are you supposed it's bad enough that you got to get a dude who has to be coordinated enough to pull out now yeah. you got to get a dude so, coordinated enough to pull out rip it off and not like yeah die exactly right we're gonna it. yeah <laughs> so uh my favorite part of this not just saying uh dick tape woohoo because it gets stuck in my head. Uh, but my favorite part was that the company was basically saying, hey, like, we know it's going to hurt, but when you rip it off, you could just tell her that it's true love and you're trying. It is the worst pitch. It is such a bad pitch that I thought it was a brilliant parody of, of bad birth control, but it's just a, a dumbass company. And there's so many of them, like... I can go on and on uh, about the dumb companies I've come across. Uh, there is one company where a white woman said that she went to India and had sex with an Indian man, and he uh, made her feel comfortable because he put peppermints up her twat. Uh, Whoa! Which, like I went to Rutgers, so I fucked a whole bunch of Indian dudes. Nobody's <laughs> ever put peppermint up my twat. Uh, so she, her idea was basically, I have all these mints and I need to market them somehow. So she just decided I'll convince people to put them in their vaginas. And I'll say that foreign people told me that it was a good idea because white people will listen to anything that they think Asians do. Bruh. And they'll just figure that it's healthy. Bruh. That's awful. But that's like a one way you know, trip to like a yeast infection though. Yeah. It was oh, yeah. all, it's all there, right? Literal <laughs> mints. So it was a sugar, some peppermint oil. It's a mint. And she was trying to to just 
put it out there as, as this new sex product that's gonna blow you away. And I, for one, I don't know if you gals remember when Dove had that mint and eucalyptus body wash. Oh no. Yeah, no, I bought no, no, that no. because I really love their cool cucumber one. That, cause it's like you go through your day smelling like a really fresh salad. It's very refreshing. <laughs> I like it. But they had this mint one that came in like a blue bottle, which obviously has been discontinued because it had mint in it. And I don't know if you've ever had mint near your mucous membranes, but um, let's just say your upstairs mucous membranes and your downstairs mucous membranes react pretty much the same to mint. So if, if you want to have a not so great burning minty fresh sensation in your vagina, yeah, rub some mint on there. But um, I would not describe that as an erotic sensation. I definitely wouldn't pay to purposefully do that. Hey, 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 no kink shaming, no kink shaming. <laughs> well, I mean, no, no, we're not going to get to anybody's skill. I could get down with that, you know. I have an electro wand. There could be cool. But the whole minty, fresh, yeah, I don't, don't rub toothpaste or any type of mint product on your vagina. And unless you're, you want to let it burn. So if, if you're in the mood to usher it up, <laughs> usher, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But, wow. Yeah. wow. But, yeah, I think that was one of the craziest stories. <laughs> Other than trying to cover the sick, sad reality, I kind of feel like we're in like a really long episode of Black Mirror right now, just as a society, having to report on all the sexual misdeeds of celebrities and men in power. Because just every day, there's a new one, and they just all get weirder. Like Matt Lauer and his like creepy NBC dungeon office that locked women in. Yeah, that was pretty gross. Yeah. Yeah, yeah wild times. Everybody whipping their dick out, and people acting like whipping their dick out is just like a normal occurrence. And it's just like, nah, that's not normal. It, you, it's really you don't not. just mm. hand, you don't just show the meat to whoever you want to whenever you and feel like you it. You know what like, is crazy? Because I hear this so very often. Very often I hear people say, well, if you want to whip your dick out, what about just it hiring a sex worker? And mm-hmm. when I'm on cam, if a guy wants to whip his dick out, they usually ask permission. They're like, hey, do you want to cam to cam? Is it okay if you watch me? So even the guys who are, you know, going to sex workers have a lot more cooth and common sense than everybody who's been caught whipping their dick out. Yeah, it's like women can't even whip their breasts out to breastfeed, but guys can whip their dick out just to fap in front of women. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's okay. I I wish I could understand why society doesn't see that as horrific. So like, I'm giving my baby life because it'll literally die if I don't, but I gotta go in like a bathroom stall and do it. But I mean, this guy had a hard on, like was he not gonna pull out his dick and <laughs> wag it around in front of some total stranger? And can we uh, just kill the whole idea that I was controlled by my little head? It's like, dude, women have never once said, you know what? I couldn't control myself. My vagina took the lead on this one. It took the wheel. It's just like, 
dudes are literally saying we are so fucking stupid that we have to put blame on an, on on an object that is part of our body and say it's not our brain. Like I've never understood the whole idea of I'm just going to whip it out. If 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 you want to get out the friend zone, just whip it out. It, it's it's an ideology that's never really worked for me as a as a proof positive thing for anything but going to jail. Um, well, yeah, that's one way of getting out of the friend zone and into the you know, <laughs> be in another zone or at least a list. They don't tell you it's from the friend zone to a holding cell, but yeah. um, I, I just, you'll definitely be out of it. Yeah, we won't be friends anymore. I mean, you whip it out, <laughs> and um. There was a guy who um, looked really nice. So I was like, yo, you look really attractive today. That's a really nice jacket. And he looked at me like I was growing horns. And I was like, dude, I'm not. You just have on a really nice jacket. It looks really nice. Why are you telling me that? I literally just said because you're wearing a nice jacket and it looks really nice. Well, you wouldn't tell anybody else that. I would. I would, but I, I I just need you, guy, who, when we're outside playing basketball at my job, who sees this lady walk past who has a, a, you know, who has on a nice outfit or something, stops the whole game so they can turn around and gape at her and, oh, man, I'd smash that. Oh, man. And why is everything so, you know what song came on the radio yesterday? <laughs> I'll beat the pussy up. That's my jam. For a long time, that was Nisha and my, my my beloved wife, Nisha and I. That was our song. Like, we ride out to the bed, like, I'll be at the book. But then I was like, why does every statement have to be like a, 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 a thing of dominance or, or, or violence or like, I'll beat the pussy up like it's fight night? Like, nigga, I've seen fight night. <laughs> <laughs> And men don't like bloody pussies either, so you would think that they wouldn't want to beat it up like fighting. Wow. So, but you know, That's real. well, not some dudes are pretty, pretty, uh, you know, sanguine friendly. Oh wow, yeah, I'm, I'm saying that, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. To put the towel down, guys. Lay down the towel. I'll go the extra mile. That's the rule. Like that yeah. is. Literally... There are a lot of dudes who run red lights. <laughs> but like I, I for one. I'm somebody who can appreciate some vigorous and enthused lovemaking. Yeah. So, like, I know I have used some choice language. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the choice are the better. Because, I mean, like, I have literally scared people. So, <laughs> I, I, I am not opposed to hearing that. I mean, I don't think you should use it without some discussion first like I give people warning like if it's you know the first time on like he's gonna ride this contraption I'm not just gonna instantly open up with oh so do you want like I I would like you to use a condom also I would like you to fuck my cunt like you hate it like I'm not gonna open with that (laughs) but but guys on the other hand guys on the other hand if you swipe right on Tinder, yo, what's up, Ma? I'm about to beat that pussy up. I'm going to put it in the labia. I'm going to flip you upside down. I'm going to ram it all the way through. Like you gonna, I'm going to stick my dick so far in your pussy, you're going to taste it on your tongue. 
and then I'm just gonna stay there for a second and just vibrate. I'm gonna just make it clap. So then, like, where'd you go? Why'd you delete me? Where are you? Come back. <laughs> I always, when I get messages like that, I'm like, okay, so we have to talk about human anatomy. And I usually try to explain that, like, no, like, you're not, like, you're, you're really not gonna dick punch my cervix, probably. Um, I mean, there are people who have, but it's a very, it's a rare occurrence. Uh, but like, you, you're not gonna go into what uh, one guy said, he wants to like rupture my uterus. And I was like, okay, I need, I'm going to send you some pictures of what uterine <laughs> prolapse looks like. And I want you to tell me how turned on you are by this. And I hope... <laughs> no, he was, he was very upset. <laughs> he was like, what? I was like, yeah, that's, that's what you just said you're going to do to me. If you want to turn my pussy out, like that's a thing that could happen. Like it falls out. It, it prolapses like, you know, a anus. We all know we don't want anal prolapse. Yeah. Even worse. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to swipe left on this one, and we're never going to speak on this (laughs) conversation again. Um, But, yeah, I mean, like, my beloved and I have been married for 11 years. I say that louder because yesterday I may or may not have said 10 years on accident, but a nigga was sleeping in the middle of a video game. You got to understand priorities. Um, so 11 years and in those 11 years we've gotten quite comfortable with one another get comfortable because that's what you're supposed to do when you're in a in a trusting lasting you know i'm married so i, I ain't going anywhere else unless she says i can which she's not because we're you know i don't know i haven't asked her yet it'll be one of those things like kanye unless you're gonna do it um and i don't think she's gonna ever i'm scared to ask because i don't want to and i don't i don't want to be in that situation where I'm like, okay, this is awkward. Like, I don't want to set up a situation and be like, I'm an introvert. I don't really even want to party anymore. <laughs> um, can we just play Monopoly? Like, I know we're all here for certain reasons, but I call the car. So, um, I just really um, want to thank y'all. Uh, thank you uh, for really being such an open and honest sex positive advocate um, that folks are able to go to uh, in case they have questions because people have the most inane questions that you just answer with such grace and such wisdom that it's just like oh I always say if there's um, no such thing as a stupid question there are, but I'm not going to tell you that it is. <laughs> I'm still going to answer Good answer, it. good answer. Like, bless your heart. <laughs> because Like, should you put potpourri in your vagina? No, that's a stupid question. <laughs> Don't do that. But the sad part is, you're, there's so much misinformation. We're in this information age, but unfortunately, the, the downside of that is that there, you're going to have a lot of terrible information. Like I said before, there was somebody who was trying to tell people that it's completely medically sound to put uh, mints up your cooch. Don't put mints up your cooch because they're full of sugar and that is going to give you all kinds of infections. But there are people who believe that because they've never been told. I've had to tell. If there's one thing I wish I could tell people is stop pouring alcohol and like especially uh, like sweet wines and like Nouveau and sticky shit. All in your genitals. Don't put it in your dick hole. Don't put it in your vagina. It, whatever you have, do not 
put things like that in there. Because I'll talk about food play a lot. And I'm like, hey, if, if you're really into it, use dental dams. Use anything because even if you clean it up really, really well, it's still going to be throwing your shit off balance. And nobody wants to feel uncomfortable or itch or oh. get all kinds of infections that could travel up to your urethra or any place else. So, yeah. so I'm going to ask you a few food items and just a yes or a no on them. Just so, you know, I'm asking for a friend. So, okay. um, whipped cream. Uh, no, especially if you're allergic. I've I've had people go, oh, well, my I was playing um, with whipped cream and I, I had a really bad reaction. And the first thing I ask is, well do you eat whipped cream? And they're like, oh no, I'm allergic to milk. It's like, well, then maybe don't put it on your dick. That's, that's a, don't put things you're allergic to on your dick. But, but also, whipped cream uh, is full of sugar. So that is a really big no-no. Um, and also don't, I've seen people try to stick the whipped cream canister into their partner and just like go don't do that please don't do that uh that is very unhealthy aerosol should not go anywhere near that well not aerosol but um pressurized things don't please don't so that's a big no-no 911 what's your emergency he fainted he fainted what happened well at first i put the whipped cream on it well i I kind of put the whipped cream on his on his tallywhacker, right? And and it just I've never seen it get so big, but then it turned out that he's like really allergic, so he was just swelling up. And then he just fell over. What did you do, ma'am? Well, first I got mine. And then, well, I, you know, I called you because I don't want him to die. <laughs> And then they'll yeah. pick her up for rape because if he fell over, he can't consent. That's true. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> consent, cool it's important. It's extremely important. It's not even important. It's just a requirement. Like, it's not. And, you, and it's so easy to do. Like y'all said, I'm, I'm quite sure it's such an easy thing to, to, to get. Like, and, and you know what? You know what's crazy? How shocked people are when you ask for consent like it's such a foreign idea to some folks they're just like yeah huh yeah you can hug me yeah you can you know shake my hand yeah you can give me a kiss on the cheek yeah, that's wow and it feels so nice like I really like when people ask because I'm like oh you want to then I'm then I'm prepared because I am hella awkward so um I social cues and that kind of stuff. Like I'm not great uh, on it, but if you just go, I want to hug you. Can I hug you? And I'm like, I'm about to be hugged. I'm now prepared. I want to be hugged. You know, I want to be hugged. This is great. Other than like, just, I want to hug you and you're just hugging me. And I'm like, ah, I'm being touched. I'm unprepared. Everything's terrible. So, yeah. I've had somebody uh, walk up behind me and, hug me from behind while I was washing dishes and it's literally like I, I I yelped like it wasn't like I'm it wasn't like I don't know it wasn't like it was unwelcome it's just like I really wasn't prepared for it 
And there are certain situations that if you just run up on me like that, I'm not ready for it. You might hear something you may not be able to unhear later on down the line. <laughs> like, motherfucker, who this is right here? And then it turns out it's my mom and shit gets awkward because she was just saw me like washing dishes or something and put a hand on my shoulder. I'm like, nigga, don't judge me. And it's my mama. And then we had to have that talk about what if the bishop was here? That's always the talk. <laughs> the talk That's is what would you do if the bishop was right next to you? At which point the answer is usually I get my swerve on because I saw that nigga at the club a couple months back. I didn't want to tell you Lord, that you it was such high esteem. But that nigga was doing the wobble. <laughs> and um yeah. <laughs> hey, the Bible says go therefore and teach all the nations. So how is he gonna teach all the nations if he just don't go into the club, man? You know that nigga did the splits. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm afraid of of like surprise touching because I have I don't have much of a fight or flight. It's like all fight. Like mm-hmm. these hands, they're rated E for everyone. So yes. don't catch me on guard. Yes. <laughs> and I feel really bad. Like I, I was in college and um, I, I was playing. It was like Max Payne Two or some garbage, and I had my headphones in, and I'm just like, I'm killing dudes. And my roommate came, and she just like finished a test, and she like gave me a good glomp, and I was just like. Oh, and I just elbowed this small Asian girl in the face. I felt terrible. She's like 70 pounds, just on the floor. And I'm like, no, I didn't eat you. So, yeah. But the moral of that story is run up and get done up. Yes, knuck if you must. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I, I, it, it, when I look at it from the perspective of do I want people to do this to me, it made it so much easier to get consent on every fucking thing. Like, do I want somebody to just walk up behind me at work and just hug me? Like, there's older folks at my job who are huggers, and every so often I'll walk into their cubicle because I have to get a document. I'm an accountant, so I need to get a document in order to pay a bill, and they'll stand up and they'll just hug me, and it's like, why do you feel like you need to touch me? Why? And, oh, my God, I was at church a couple days ago. Oh, my God. And the pastor said, lay hands on somebody next to you. And I gave them the look of death. Like, I swore to everything. Don't fucking touch me. And they looked so disappointed. Like, it was just like, oh. Like, the church has you do a lot of invasive shit. Yes. Turn to your neighbor and say neighbor. Yes. Yes. And it Mm -hmm. starts early. Like, I don't know if it's just black church to do this shit. But I think we've spoken on this before. Whenever I walk into my church and they start singing, they're like, everybody stand up. And I'm like, I don't want to. If I'm at a concert and I don't like the music. I I grew up in a black church and uh, I've had to go to Korean churches um, and they do it too. But it's very weird because you can't like, there's no refusal. Like if somebody's older (laughs) than you. Like and they want to hug you, or or they're gonna put hands on you're getting touched, and I had no bad of that shit. Like I could do it. That and there is like invasive whiteness in the Korean church, which is really weird. Because I went to this Korean church, and there was this one lady who adopted uh, this little Korean boy, and every Sunday she found a way to tell me that she didn't see race, but she only told it to me, the one black person in the church. She saw it. 
And I was like, oh, so you don't see race, but you, you only say this to me, and you're in this Korean church because you adopted that Korean kid. Wow. So, kind of thinking you do. And she got really upset. She's like, I just want to love everybody in Jesus' name. And that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Take that, Margo. Yeah. Megan. <laughs> oh, I really all just get along. Oh, I realized God. I had to stop going to that church because I was just like live tweeting every Sunday about how much I couldn't stand all the people in the church. Wow. Wow. <laughs> when you walk into a church and you immediately have an attitude, like as soon as you step into the church, you're immediately in a bad mood. You need to go to a different church. Yeah. And there's a lot of black churches where they do some shit. Like you get that petty usher who won't let you in because the pastor about to start doing the prayer. You can't come in yet. Motherfucker, you just let six people in right before me and then you close the door. Like now I'm walking in with an attitude. Then they want us to stand up and line up to walk to the front to give offering. I ain't got no money. You know I ain't got no money. You're supposed to just walk by. Walk by and you'll still get blessed, right? Them niggas will call you back. They, hey, Hey, brother! I've never gone to a church like that ever in my life. I the my my beloved her mom's church is one of them churches that is knee deep in the hood. It is uh, the size of the garage. Right, they throw up gang signs like a first base coach, <laughs> and um, the pastor had a pastor's appreciation day, which black pastors have. I've never seen any other pastor have an appreciation day. They don't. It's only <laughs> but, a black thing. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, never, it's like white churches don't have a building fund. It's the same kind of thing, you know? Right. No one that shit is rent. <laughs> Which building we doing, Pastor? Your or this? So um the the pastor who was there to speak for the pastor during Pastor Appreciation Week, because it was a whole revival, which white churches don't have revivals either. These are all things that I've never seen in a white church. In a in a in a multi-denominational church, I've never seen a revival. Like they don't I, need to get their spirits churches filled. had revivals, but they were hella boring. Yeah, not not mm. this one. This is the one that comes with the food and shit. Yes. But th- this guest pastor stands up and tells the organ player to stop playing the organ. Said he doesn't want them playing the organ while we're giving money for offering because he doesn't want people to listen to the music and have a good time. Instead, he wants people to focus on giving the pastor as much money as possible because the pastor can't afford bread. What? The pastor has a motherfucking Hummer. <laughs> His nickname for me is literally Pastor Hummer. Mm-hmm. And uh, that could have two meanings, though. That could have two meanings. Yeah, so, I was to say there's a youth pastor who also had a similar nickname for me, but it was different. <laughs> Walk on <laughs> So um, we get up there and we're walking through doing the, the 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 offering or whatever. And usually, you know, after the offering, that's when you shake hands or whatever. And they go into the praise song and everybody stands up and claps and shit. No music. So it was awkward as fuck. And this guy walked past and he was like, Brother Marshall, Ooh. Brother Marshall, you ain't going to do nothing for your pastor. You ain't going to do nothing for your pastor. And Brother Marshall walked back over there and put in some money. And I don't know what happened next because I don't go to the church. But the pastor punked Brother Marshall out of at least 20 bucks. Real smooth like. 
I've seen that happen when I go visit churches because um, I sing in my choir. So we visit other churches quite frequently mm-hmm. and I get to see, well, my church is full gospel Baptist. You know, we just ain't Baptist. We full gospel. We got all the names, right? So mm-hmm. we went to go visit this church in Compton of all places. And it was one of those kind of churches where if they didn't pass the bucket, they have the buckets in the front. But this is what they did. Mm-hmm. They said, okay, now I need 30 people to give a hundred dollars. So the first 10 people, I need you guys to stand up. So, you know, one person stood up, pastor's wife stood up, and all these other people stood up. He's like, okay, now we have 10 people. We need 10 more. And then people stepped, kept standing up. And then it finally got to 30. And he was like, okay, can I get 35? And I'm looking like, bruh. And he got to 35. He's like, okay, can we get 50? I'm like, bruh, you're not about to get 50 people to give $100 right now on a Friday night. It's early. We're trying to go to Popeye's. Like, this is not happening. Just chill. Just take what you can get at this point. Nigga sound like an auctioneer. Can I get five hundred five dollars? Yeah. I got five. I got yeah. twenty five over there. I got twenty five. Can I get seventy five? Can I get? It's it's the thing about church that just irritates me. First of all, is the fact that I don't know if it was Jesus or if it was Take Six. <laughs> One of them said, "Come unto me, all ye who labor, and I will give you rest." Yeah, that was Jesus. Then Take Six took it and made it. Jesus made it a hot line. Take six made it a hot song, oh, yeah. nigga. That's what happened. Lord okay. So, um, I, I remember that because that was my first vocal solo when I was in all state choir. So, I mean, Take Six had that lick. So, I remember coming to me, all you who labor, and I will give you rest. The church preaches this until somebody comes in who is LBD, LBGTQIA. And then all of a sudden it's like, no. And it's the black church who is the leading proponent of this. Like, just for no reason. Like, what exactly is it is gonna happen if you let uh somebody who is gender uh gender fluid into the church? What do you think is gonna happen to your church at that point in time? What what exactly is is, is God just gonna that's it? And just lightning just gonna fall from the sky and just take everybody out like I got kicked out of teaching Sunday school because I wore pants so I think I I, there's a lot of people who are not ready for anything ladies wearing pants blew their mind yeah Yeah. a a church that had a uh, husband wife dual pastor they were both the pastors and all they said that all the uh, elderly folks, all the mothers of the church, stood up one day and walked out of service and never came back because women aren't supposed to preach. Yeah, no women in the pulpit, even though the first preacher was a woman, right? Yeah. Yep. I, that actually happened at my uh, the church I grew up into. We had a like I grew up at an AME Zion church, so they're already kind of old school Methodist. Mm-hmm. Oh, I but we got way. assigned a woman pastor who was like the best rest her soul she unfortunately passed away but she was like the most awesome human being on earth and they were just salty and then they were angry like i think i got kicked out because they're like women are just taking too much this one's wearing pants this one's in the pulpit can't take it (laughs) and uh yeah so i never got that and i i also got in a lot of trouble because um I introduced the radical idea that the genders in the Bible are not exactly uh, as, you know, cut and paste, black and white as they would like 
to believe because I was like, oh, you realize like the Torah, which is our Old Testament, there's like six genders, right? Mm -hmm. And that would hear that. And uh, I, they were upset because I, I use gender neutral terms for God. And they're like, you say he, and I'm like, well, I feel it's like a human colloquialism that they started using because that's easier for us to understand. And they're like, no, he, and I'm like, okay, so how big is God's penis? Like, if, if, are we doing it that? If Because they're all gender absolutist, so you don't believe that people without penises could be men. So if you're going with that, how, and God has to be a man because God is he, how big, how big is the celestial dick? Just tell me. Hey, it's got to be pretty big to get Mary pregnant from heaven. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be pretty big. <laughs> or just really powerful, just very, just a lot of ejaculate. Yeah, God beats it up. First of all, God's dick size is literally goddamn. That's the size of God's dick. And and it is not a question. It's like here. Like it's one of those seventies Fritz the Cat animation dick sizes where it was just like the whole t- nobody else watched that. Just I me. actually have watched both Fritz the Cat movies. I just don't remember dicks in them. Like for some reason there was always just maybe it was just my dream, but it was this huge dick just chasing people. Oh, <laughs> like gosh. I probably didn't watch Fritz when I was like twelve. Yeah, but I, I was, don't uh, remember was, that. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. You know what? It you might. What? Been... I did fall asleep during the second Fritz the Cat movie, so I don't know. Maybe I missed the dicks, but I'm usually not one to miss the dicks. I here, probably here, remember here, here, sister. Indeed. I might have imagined. No, I didn't imagine the dick. It might have been a different cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> But it was like a log, like a lumberjack carrying it over the shoulder. Not my Jesus, not my God. My God doesn't have a lumberjack dick. His dick unfurls like a fire hose. That's what I imagine. I think that <laughs> all, uh, I, I just think that the all-knowing deity would not have gender. Because yeah, that seems no. pretty limiting. That's just me. And also, if, if God had a dick, then he would just fuck everything up. Like I don't. I, I think that at some point God will be thinking with his little head, like the guys down here. Like, hey, 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 you stop. Hey, you down there, stop. Hey, 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 ma, hey, ma, with the Bible. Hey, praise yeah. this dick, ma. Hey, he'd be that like Zeus. He'd angels, be like Zeus. Yeah. Angels apparently were all about that. They were a lot of those nephilim that were yeah. giants. Apparently. Yeah, and yeah, that's all right too. That's how we got seven foot guys. That's what I heard. Like, like Mother Africa. Uh, that's how Manute Bowl was seven foot seven because you know the angels were coming down and. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so you're saying <clears throat> me at six one that I'm a descendant of an angel? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Yes, and also if you ever have children or if you have children, I would love to coach them. Send them up to me, and they can run with me on my AAU team immediately. Because <laughs> I am sick and tired of having all of these. Everybody who shows up for my team, I kid you not, is like five foot seven adults. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> do you have any tall cousins? Like, yo, do you have any? Yeah, you can come. You can come through. But um, you got any tall friends? Like, it, it was like trying to hook something up back in the day. You got any? Got any tall? Because I got tall friends who need tall friends. You got any? Like. 
five foot seven inch kids in the fourth grade. And actually what I realized as a basketball coach is that it's really, really easy for a basketball coach to accidentally sound really, really skeevy when they're trying to recruit kids to be on their basketball team. Like, you got any kids? Word? How old are they? (laughs) Huh. Huh. Do they uh, play sports? Yeah, they do. Can they they dribble balls? Yeah, no, basketball. Yeah, no, point guard. I need a point guard. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So tell them to meet me at the park. We're going to play uh, shirts and skins and um, go from there. And yeah, that was when my wife used to tap me on the shoulder and be like, yo, we should we should probably leave now. And don't come You're back. It's just an uncomfortable conversation having a grocery store. Like, yo, you're hella tall. Got any kids? Work? Huh. That's not like wanna... me dating in college. Like, you're hella tall. Do you have any kids? You very? <laughs> I, I saw a young lady a couple days ago that was uh, at least six foot three out of just wearing flats. And um, everybody who came up to her was like, Do you play basketball? And she was like, No, I don't. And then the next person was like, Are you sure? I hate that question. I hate that question. I don't go around asking short people if they're a jockey. Don't come around asking me if I play basketball. Like, you could ask me if I'm a model or ask me if I play volleyball or something else. Tall people don't only do basketball. I mean, we do croquet, too. Oh, I just get, like, do you have kids? You sure you don't have any? I was like, I'm pretty sure I remember something (laughs) rupturing my, my vagina and ripping my taint. That'd be something else. Oh, Lord. Not the same. Commit to memory. No, I just have big tits. That's it. I'm chubby. That that was quite the memory that I, w- I was never able to un- unsee. And I'm sure it took my daughter's mom a long time. That was after that. I didn't even want any more kids. Devin got here on accident because when they were like, we got to cut that. And I was like, cut what? And they were like, we got to cut down a little bit. And I was like, cut what? <laughs> Like, we got to cut the perineum. And I was like, oh, okay. You got to cut the perineum. Okay. What's, what's the perineum? Is that, like, where? where's the perineum located? I'm like, are you going to cut her nails? Like, because this is, this is paraffin, right? Like, perineum. Okay. They're like, it's that area right beneath the vagina leading towards the anus. And I was like, wait, what? They're like, yeah. And they pulled out some fucking pinking shears. And they were like, we're just going to cut down a little bit because your child's head is too big. And I was like, that's oh, fucked up. Yeah. Whew. C-section yeah, gang like, over here. I don't know about that. I don't know. Like, that's see, that's a major surgery. But I kind of feel like we don't have good choices when it comes to childbirth. Because it's either, um, you know, it's going to come bursting out of your fun box. And your fun box is going to be a lot less fun. Uh, but not for long. It snaps back. Or you basically have to uh, live through a Mortal Kombat fatality. And then they like pick your kid up out of that gush that uh, was your rearranged guts. And then go, here's your offspring. And then go back to work in two weeks. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's like that scene from Boomerang where Stranjay just pulls the thing out. That's exactly what it's like. Oh, man. That, you know what? 
I I am in love with that movie even now. Like I quote Boomerang all the time. Like when she throws it up on the table, like you don't want this, you don't want this good pussy. I'm like, you know what? Like folks used to really be like, ah, and it was mostly colorism. You know, how is this woman talking when she got that flat top or whatever? But like to be that forward, I I want to be that forward. Well. Guys are that forward. <laughs> in the world, <laughs> we're that fucking forward. Like you want this dick pic? Like <laughs> you got a Christmas card from Rashani. You open it up, dick pic, and it's like, how the fuck? I really wish guys would get how awkward it is to get dick pics because usually it's never like, like I'm having a really great day. You know, it'd be the icing on this good day cake. A penis picture. Like, I've never felt like that ever in my life. And, like, I'm going to admit nine times out of ten when guys show me a dick pic and then they're like, now show me yours. Like, I just Google vagina or pussy and then send them the first one on Google Images. So. I, 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 I can tell you, as a guy who was sent a singular one dick pic to my wife because I was like, yo, here. You know what? As soon as I sent it, what happened next was twofold. One, shame. Two, fucking apprehension. Like, <laughs> this was an un... Like, like, we were talking back and forth and the conversation was getting frisky or whatever it may be. I escalated it to like level eleven. Like the conversation was at a cool six, and I put it <laughs> in, like, and then send me something back, and then you just see the dots. <laughs> and I almost wanted to send back, "I'm sorry." You played your big joker too fast, man. You got you got to build up to the big joker. You start with the two of spades, let the spades get in there and mingle, then you play the big joker. You went too fast, man. She uh, played. She played the three of hearts, and I was like, boom, dick pic. <laughs> Boston flight, niggas. It was, it, it's a, I don't understand the mindset of people who are able to, like, the disconnect, where you're just like, somebody's going to love this. And I swear they're playing percentages. Like, if I send this, if I send my job application out to everybody, somebody's going to hire me. If, if I send my dick pic out to 55 people, one of them, maybe. Well, I like sending thirst trap pictures, but usually it's because I they're a requested, so the person has asked for them specifically, or like I'm in a relationship with that person, and it's like we have like a back and forth. Because mm-hmm. even though like I'm a super texter, even though I like talking on the phone, like texting is usually how I communicate with everybody in the world. So. If I'm sending pictures, it's either going to be like a picture of like my actual cats. And if you want anything more, if you don't have to ask for it, and like I kind of see where we're going, like I might send you a little something, something. But it's not just going to be like fucking labia. Like I think that's like, (laughs) not something I would find attractive. Or Um, I, I know somebody who just sent like a picture of her butthole to somebody. Like as she was talking to them on uh, 
It's uh, okay, Cupid. Uh, it's, a, it's Clover, I think it's called. Oh it's a new dating app where you can send pictures. So she just sent a picture of her butthole. And I was like, and I just think maybe that's a little forward. Because it's like, hey, what's your name? What do you like doing? Starfish. Like, <laughs> you gotta lead up yeah, no. to your butthole. Yeah. I'll never be that comfortable. Never. Yeah. And I, I too love to send a good thirst pick. I also do enjoy a good dick pic if we're in a relationship where I know you and there's some kind of banter. But the best, the, the best advice that I could give to guys as far as sending the pics, first, of course, ask permission. But if she doesn't send you anything, She's not, she doesn't want anything. She doesn't, she doesn't, she doesn't. If she's not sending you boobs or she's not sending you cute pictures or anything, she's not flirting with you in that way, she doesn't want to see your penis. And if she does want to see it, she doesn't want to see it flaccid. Can I just say that? Like, Who's sending <laughs> Can you send your, put, send your best dick pic forward, okay? Don't, don't send flaccid. Don't send from weird angles. I know? actually got the weirdest dick pic. Um, the guy... Oh, I actually have a dick pic rule. If it's an unsolicited dick pic, I will doodle on the dick pic and then send it back. That's amazing. So <laughs> what this guy did, he like draped his penis over a green apple. What? Like a worm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like he, no, he, he had the, it was like a, a I guess an average size green apple, which I guess is not small for an apple, but he just draped his business over it. So I just like, Drew a sad face on the apple and then sent it back to him. <laughs> and his reaction was the best. Because in all caps, he wrote back, the apple would not be sad. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. If uh, you're doing that to me, I'd be pretty sad. And I was like, wow. A, are you going to eat that apple? And B, are you going to put it back on the table for somebody in your household to eat right. that apple? Because there is no right answer to that question. I just want you yeah. to think about what you've done. And yes, the apple would have a sad face. Yeah. Nobody wants to eat <laughs> apple pie. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, American pies lie like a motherfucker. I'm just, I'm not going to say how I know this. I'm just going to say that it just seems like sticking your dick into a hot apple pie is the recipe for disaster. Uh, well, it is because you shouldn't have uh, sugary things like apple pie filling going into your urethra. Don't do that. Unless you have the dick there tape, you. right? With the dick tape on it. <laughs> yeah. The dick tape or, you know, there are use for plugs. Some people do derive pleasure from having things inserted in there, which I no. would say do cautiously. I saw one of those. And it's very dangerous. And painful. It's disturbing. I saw one of those on accident, and I saw somebody pulling a beaded one out, and I said, "Father God, why hast thou forsaken me and allowed me to see this? Like, this is not what I wanted." <laughs> I had to get a, uh, I had a growth, and so they had to check to see if it was, uh, they had to check to see if it was cancerous. That they were going to do a biopsy on it. Uh, long story short, they took a camera and shoved it directly up my pee hole, and. Um, didn't give me any anesthesia. Yeah. Didn't knock me out. Had the nerve to be talking about pizza while they were doing it. Oh yeah, that pizza place up the block. See, there it is, right there. See, Mister Jones, see it right there. See that thing that looks like fingers. It's waving at you. Mm. That's the growth. So I had their pizza, and it 
just get extra sauce. That's all you have to do. Yes, yes, we're. I don't know why it burns, sir. Just hold on for a second. And olives. Get olives and extra sauce and cheese, and it is literally the best. Yes, we're going to pull this back out slowly. And it was a camera in my dick hole. And it was hurting. So I don't, I don't, I don't judge people for what they want to do sexually. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm all for adventure, adventure time. But I'm not shoving shit up my dick hole. Well, you know, sometimes with um, people, it hurts so good. True. So, yeah. True. Like I wouldn't want something in my pee hole, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe there's somebody who greatly enjoys it. That's catheter play right there. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. hope I never, ever, ever have to know what it feels like to have a catheter inserted. But. Oh hey, God! Have a baby. That's all I'm gonna say. Have a baby. Oh. You might have to have one. Then that nah. what a time to be alive. I could say that much. <laughs> this, is, this is an entrance, not an exit. It's just a long ass tube. That's all I'm Bruh, saying. It's I'll, not I'll... even the entrance. It's when they have to pull that joint out. It's a long ass tube. That's all I'm saying. I saw that shit. I was looking at it like this. Like it just kept going and going. And you're just looking at it like, how the fuck far is the bladder? And it's still going and going. And then they're like, oh, we pricked something. And then they start pissing all over the bed while they're pulling the catheter out. And you're still watching because it's fucking huge. Like this thing, this tube is like, it looked like it was three feet long. It looked like it was just. It, it's really tiny. I sat there and watched. I was met. Some people like to watch the videos of people getting their zits popped. I was enthralled by watching somebody get a catheter pulled, and I will never do it again. <laughs> it was like one of those times where you realize it, <laughs> one of those times where you sit back at the end and you're like, now that we're done, what are you thinking? Like, I'm not going back to this ever again, but that one experience of watching them with two hands. Oh, Lord. Pulling this thing out and saying you might feel a little bit of a burn, nothing like it. Then I went to Olive Garden. I don't know if I'm offended by more that you went to Olive Garden or Olive Garden after watching somebody have their catheter removed. I mean, clearly that's a claim jumpers kind of experience. You know what I'm saying? You don't do Olive Garden. (laughs) You need that mother load cake after watching something like that. Olive Garden breadsticks just can't do it for me after that. Well, I feel like if if you're going to watch something pretty not so uh, appetizing, Olive Garden's okay because it's like you're not missing that much taste-wise. Yeah, I was just really there for the uh, gnocchi soup, the chicken gnocchi. Mm -hmm. You could have went to like Chili's or something. Yeah. Applebee's. Mm -mm, No, no. No Applebee's. Applebee's is forbidden. I will never go to an Applebee's because um, when I was in college, uh, I went to Rutgers, Newark, and there was an Applebee's, not on campus, but pretty close to campus. And they were replacing their liquor with rubbing alcohol. So a lot of my friends would go there and then get wasted and then just vomit, just like erupting with vomit. So I was always afraid of Applebee's since then. Then, And I went on a terrible date where I was trying to break up with the person and he got these, I forgot what they are called it, but it was like neon orange shrimp, which is a color shrimp should not be. Mm-hmm. And he was just eating it, and I was just like, "Really? I don't think that's good." He's like, "Want some?" I'm like, "No, 
I'm never going to see you again, hopefully. <laughs> and he got violently ill. So I had to spend two days nursing him back to health as he berated me for breaking up with him. Hey, it's your boy Dino Red from The Shiznit, and I'm here chilling with Rashani on the single simulcast. Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Shane Paul Neal, a.k.a. The Light Skin Spy, having a great time with the dudes from Single Simulcast. Uh, appreciate y'all. You are listening to Single Simulcast, the podcast that allows you to have oral sex with your mouth and lick on some bowels. Hey, this is Charlotte. Black Lives Matter. Belinda Castile, Black Matter. Single Simulcast is what you're listening to. Hey, this is Sherazar, a.k.a. Shami, a.k.a. Random Mass from the Third Side, also known as Some Call Me Sunshine. As always, this is Single Simulcast. That was, that simply, was simply sensational. sensational. Single, Single Simulcast will surely surface speedily. Bitches. <laughs> Single Simulcast wants your reviews. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, or wherever you listen to us. Tag Single Simulcast with the screenshot of your review on Facebook, or use the hashtag SSCast on Twitter. Enjoy the rest of the show. Why are you holding that cheeto like a cigarette? Yeah, boo. Your mama. <laughs> Where's my mama's cigarette? Y'all know my mama, when my mother died, oh my God. she was trying to quit smoking, and she had a, um, one of those cigarettes, the one of them vapes, Nigga. so sometimes I walk around with it in my ear. Nigga. Wow. Nigga. I got a Lucy. She I mean, got Pam. <laughs> Nigga. Pam was smoking. Oh, Did shit. Pam know if the mid was still selling? That's what I need to know. Pam probably was selling the mid. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, this my is, mama know how to get a couple coins. Man, this is my song for real. She was resourceful. No she was resourceful. My mother was resourceful. Oh, y'all. Yeah. Speaking of Pam, let me just tell y'all this real quick. When I cleaned up Pam's house after she died, oh the Fifty Shades of Grey book was open on her was open on her <laughs> nightstand. <laughs> Pam was reading Fifty Shades of Grey, and I saw a vibrator in her oh. purse when she died. Oh. <laughs> I know. This I story. said, I ran to my brothers and said, "Man, what you doing, my daughter?" Listen, that's, that's why, why I, love I, I gotta clean my life up before anybody finds me. Hey, up in that red room. You gotta go to the my, Lord because pa- won't he make you clean inside? Hi, this is your man Jeremy from the Crown of Collars podcast, and you are listening to Single Simulcast with my man Rashani and Shantae Fabulous, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. And I'm your favorite podcaster, so that should be your favorite podcaster because I'm your fave, fave, and your fave's fave. Check them out on Single Simulcast. And check out Crown of Collars. Find wherever you can find great podcasts and the CSPN Network. Are you interested in supporting this black podcast? Awesome! Become a Patreon member at www.patreon.com slash single simulcast. And for $5, you'll be able to chat with the hosts during our monthly Q and Awesome session. You can also support the show via our Teespring store at teespring.com slash stores slash single dash simulcast and get a shirt or a mug. You also have the option to put a little something in our cup at paypal.me slash single simulcast. You did something and I heard me. Something, 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 something. 
Something for the honeys. I don't even know the words anymore. I can't remember the words either, actually. That's what was just happening. I was like, what did he say in that song? I really don't know any of the words. Yeah, that was his. That was his <laughs> that, all you know is, you know what? Some for the honeys. You know what? I bet you we play that song as soon as we hear it. We're going to know the words sporadically. I'm the kind of guy that likes to pick you up. That's not it. <laughs> In my something something truck, put it in your butt. <laughs> <laughs> that should be it. That's a much better line than whatever he came up with. Dang, Montel Jordan, his one something for the honeys isn't even one of his top five songs on uh, Spotify. Are you serious? Ow. Like he has, he what has, else? he has four other songs. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it on tonight. <laughs> Let's get it on tonight. Wait, this is how you do it is on there twice? It's yeah. like a remix? Probably because you know you, if you have a best of album. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh how the fuck does he have a best I'm of album? Guy, I don't know. Unless he was on it. Kick back. I turn around my baseball cap. I have a 46. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. Coming right back at you. Is like this something for the hunters? Yeah, he is. Yeah, that's what he did, man. He would he would sound like he was about to rap and he'd sing Tyree Styles. Definitely you. My baseball cap. Female worth my while. Check it out. I'm so and I know I'll hit it and I hit it if she's with it. I get the five to the six seven digits. Call her up for myself. Oh, for myself. You love. And all the shit that I say. Love. The funny love will begin when I hit the scissors. <laughs> you, you fucking call that shit. As soon as the fucking song played, it was like I got it. Oh. See, that's when you put him in a wheelchair and treat him like it's um that Medea movie. Like you just yes, push the wheelchair full speed and just flip that nigga over the railing. Like <laughs> <laughs> sit on the edge of the bathtub with a cigarette in your mouth. I told you not to eat that day glow shrimp. Look at you. <laughs> we don't talk about our future. <laughs> I remember I saw that movie, Not Diary of a Mad Black Woman. That's what in, it was called in Newark. At a, actually, no, it was Clifton Commons, but like Newark adjacent. And it was me and my boyfriend at the time, who was a native Korean, who was just so confused <laughs> by everything. Because <laughs> he's never, not that Korean movies are like always masterpieces, but he was just like, what is this? And I'm just like, no, this, not, no, no, this isn't representative. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't fill in the gap of what you don't know about black people with Tyler Perry. Man, that movie is peak blackness. That and Diary of a Tired Black Man. Those two right there, I mean, peak blackness right there. You know what? I really cashed out on Tyler Perry uh, the third time that my mother-in-law showed all of his fucking movies and plays at Thanksgiving. Yes. Um, it's a right back to back. And somebody stood up in the middle of the play for no fucking reason and just started singing and I was like, why are they singing? And she was like, this is the best part of the play when they just spontaneously start singing. 
And I was like, fuck Tyler Perry. Like, that was it for me. Like, that whole thing. Like, if you allow that to happen, that's like me walking into your house and you have kids and you allow them to piss on the carpet. Fuck you and fuck your kids. I'm not coming back anymore and I don't fuck with you. And that's how I felt about, that's how I feel about Tyler Perry. I was actually like, oh, well, we should support a black filmmaker, even if, you know, it's not great. He'll get better. And then I just realized, like, no, I've been watching these plays. I've been forced to watch these plays on church trips. They're like 80 billion years long. They, they're just meandering garbage with random singing, as you brought up. And then his movies, not that much better. But I had to tap out of Tyler Perry. Um, well, it was a two-part tap out. I tapped out when he tried to tackle um, for Color Girl. And... Mm. It's still fuck Michael Ely for life because of that movie. Like, seriously. Well, yeah. But just like, the fact that he could take a sex-positive narrative and somehow punish somebody who uh, decided to have sex and enjoyed it. It's like, did he ever actually see, like, a, 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 the play or read the book in its entirety? Like, he just decided to mix narratives. So, oh, woman has orgasm. Punish her. And my second time tapping out was when he made that really weird movie where a woman cheats on her husband then gets AIDS because of Jesus. Temptation. That's Temptation. The one with yeah. Temptation, Randy. which I've never seen that, but Yes, oh, and, uh, journey, and journey and journey Smollett. I think is journey Smollett. I think is the yes. wife. and is a half naked yeah. Lance Gross in uh, cowboy boots playing a guitar. It was fun. Yes, and wow. but okay. if you cheat on your husband, no matter how worthless he is, AIDS, you're gonna get AIDS because the last is a punishment. The last Tyler Perry movie that I I actually saw was again in my mother-in-law's house on Thanksgiving because fuck it, they wouldn't let me turn anything else on on the TV like, it was against the rules or something, I'm like, y'all niggas saw this last year, look, I'm gonna tell you what happens next they sing, and then they sung but, um, the last Tyler Perry movie I saw was The Family to Praise okay, I think yes, with Kathy Bates yeah, and I like Kathy Bates so I was like, I'm gonna sit back and watch this and then like the way that they just had that I don't I don't know like that movie was just so problematic and all of his movies just have this same problematic theme of angry angry black woman or angry evil black man dealing with angry black woman and then light skinned angel comes in from nowhere to take the woman into a better place and then white woman in the back who's always all knowing or whatever, and fuck Tyler Perry. Hey, fuck yeah, me. I didn't. I didn't no, like the family. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't like the family that praised because I felt like they took Sanaa Lathan at the end and made her like like somehow her descent was so far down that like her degrees didn't matter. Like she became basically like the poorest mother on the planet, even though <laughs> the husband it was her money that made the business it's like and he's just doling it out like here you know here's a little bit of money you know whatever like he's helping take like he's still like he's helping her take care like she could like she no longer could take care of herself like never mind that she did whatever she did to become what she had became as far as her job is concerned it's just like okay she cheated on her husband she did all this fucked up stuff and now she's on welfare this is Super punishment. <laughs> that's like that's what happened. She it, it was like she was in this like really rundown apartment and everything. She looked really downtrodden, and it was just like, how does this like no? There's no way. There's no way that this you're telling me that this woman had to end up like this. Tyler Perry has to punish women who step out of line. 
like if you have an orgasm you get AIDS or if uh, you have to have an abortion then kill yourself or uh, you become a welfare mother uh, even though it's weird because he has this weird thing with poverty where it's a punishment but then like he kind of if you're a poor light-skinned dude like you're gonna save the day you have all the hoes if you're poor and light-skinned that's how it works in Tyler Perry yeah. movies <laughs> also, the, say, the best Tyler Perry movie is Sierra's Life that's the only one I'm following I never made it that far no mm-hmm. just the singer Sierra it's her life oh oh yes stop it yes. oh yes. <laughs> yes. oh <my> God. <laughs> you can't tell me that Tyler Perry didn't like write that shit <laughs> and I literally oh, was like, God. she was with the the bad dark skinned rapper. Man, listen, he wasn't taking care of his children. And who had a really, like really Jesus. Vague, had a really really vague nickname. Like what what's your real name, nigga? Future? Huh? <laughs> I'm fucking like, what's your real name? My name is Future. And then she meets the nice. Christian, light-skinned jock. Good hair, light-skinned. <laughs> with my curly dad. hair. He has to have good curly hair. Doesn't want to have sex with her. Just wants to comfort her. She goes through her troubles and travels with her ex who's still saying horrible things about her until the climatic moment where she's like, nigga, fuck you! And they get married and then they have sex for the first time. I feel like all of Tyler Perry's movies should be like the song should all be by like Stevie Wonder. I, I think don't know. that's way too classy for Tyler Perry. Uh, not Stevie Wonder. <laughs> I'd say no, K. Michelle. K. Michelle is more up that alley. I was thinking misrepresented people. Like that one song plays over and over again in 1492. We came into the shore. What the fuck does that have to do with the movie? The fuck does Tyler Perry have to do with the movie? Why the fuck is why, why the fuck is a woman who's actually a, a, a man dressed up as a woman, why is why is she the most respected woman in the entire movie? Why is Medea in every fucking city that these shows are happening in? How does she get from Chicago to Los Angeles to New York so quickly? Doesn't anybody ask? Doesn't that motherfucker have warrants? I've seen her with the gun. Like, what the fuck is happening here? Medea is the Black Santa Claus. She's Black Santa Claus. That's who Medea is. I know she went to jail at least once. They made a movie about that shit. I actually had to sit through Boo a Medea Halloween and I wanted to die. Because not only was it a terrible movie, but it was full of like YouTube people. Like Mm -hmm. King Batch and some other people. Yeah, I didn't know their names. There's even some like random like white girl twerking. And I was just like, what is happening? None of this makes sense. And then there were just old people telling really horrible, mean-spirited jokes for the whole, like, Christian family-friendly thing. Um, that old man was clearly, like, uh, some type of weird molester talking about a 17-year-old girl and her little friend. It's creepy. Uh, but what was... The, the weirdest thing was, like, the dad is supposed to be, like, not spoiling his child. But she she's almost an adult basically and she just wants to go to a party so she gets like tortured because she wanted to go to a party and that's the positive i just feel like tyler perry hates women so much yes yet he dresses like one and it's very weird i don't understand i don't get tyler perry 
I I thought for a long time that I liked Daddy's Little Girls because I was a single dad. Don't you for dare a... slander Daddy's Little Girls. No, no. <laughs> you will get these E for Everyone hands if you dare fix your mouth to slander the Idris Elba masterpiece. That is. No, I am pretty sure that he didn't write that. That's what I was going to say. I'm pretty <laughs> sure Tyler Perry didn't write that movie. I'm I'm thinking that he like did like James Patterson did and took somebody else's movie and put his name on top of it to sell. Because there's no way that that's a Tyler Perry flick. It's too... But, on the other hand... The evil dark skin. Come on now. With the gray voice. black woman. In the hood, who, who has, the, has the, the evil dark skin baby mama who has the evil dark skin boyfriend who's selling drugs in the hood and abusing his daughters. Mm-hmm. And he's a poor man who's just trying to make his way and the pompous a uh, woman who's clearly too good for him doesn't want to give him the time of day until he breaks her down by continuously going back to her and saying, "Why don't you want to go out with me?" It's a Tyler Perry movie. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you were yeah, able to get that revelation. It's a shame that there's literally cliff notes from Tyler Perry for me to break down. Is the Tyler Perry movie or not? Yeah. That's there's, there's a pattern. Then what was so creepy was seeing him in Gone Girl. And he was so good. He was so good in Gone Girl. And I was upset. But then it was weird because, like, Tyler Perry was cussing. (laughs) (laughs) It was a lot like when I heard, like, Will Smith cussing all the way the fuck through Bright. Bruh. Talk about it. I was so disturbed. I wasn't ready. I have a lot of fucking talk talk about Bright. Yeah, we can definitely talk about Bright. A flaming piece of shit. And David Ayer and Matt <laughs> should be hurled into the sun. Actually, not even into the sun. That's too good for them because they get like a scenic journey into space. They <laughs> should just be shoved in a hole and suffocate and die. First of all, if Max Landis is a rapist and he's a terrible person, well, he's an alleged rapist. And uh, so fuck him that way. But he, my problem with Bright. Is that is a is a completely incompetent movie. There is no world building that makes sense. Exactly. And it's two idiot white guys who one is a police state fetishist trying to make a movie about racial commentary with stand-ins that are mystical creatures, but also people of color. So uh, you basically have to watch Bright and realize that, wait, you're trying to humanize this orc because you want to talk about the plight of people of color. So you couldn't use a person of color that you cast as the lead? Instead, you have Will Smith playing Chad's black friend. Like, why? Why did this movie happen? And I just, it just makes me upset because this person either has never, Max Landis has never read Tolkien. He has never rolled a D&D game. He has no idea what he's talking about when it comes to high fantasy, low fantasy. And he found a way to make Shadowrun fucking boring. Oh, man, it's hard to do because that game is fucking classic. He found a way to make that boring. And... He had the nerve to be like, this could be my Star Wars. It's no. No match like this. 
there's a few things that hit me almost immediately. First of all, well, this wasn't one that hit me in the face until somebody else pointed out. And I was like, I didn't watch closely enough. There's no black women in that entire movie. There are. There are two black women. There are. have one black woman that you see first. She is uh, being shoved in the corner when Will Smith is about to kill the fairy. So the guy gets up and then like pushes her out the way to watch Will Smith kill the little fairy. So he could say fairy lives don't matter today because mm-hmm. it's trigger warning entertainment that made this movie. It is authored for Reddit because Beth Landis and David R are terrible human beings. And then you have uh, the sex worker who gets no lines, gets like a full shot so she could be naked, and then is immediately murdered off screen. So in a world of orcs and dragons and centaur cops, Black women who speak don't exist. Yeah. Like, I I wanted to, when you see the the trailers or whatever, it's like, I want to like this movie, but there was so much that went wrong with it immediately. Like, I used to watch House of Lies on Showtime. And um, so within the first five minutes of this movie, Monica pops out from House of Lies, and I'm like, hell No! And then it's Will Smith's boo. And I'm like, that would never happen. And then she's like, go kill that fucking fairy. And I'm like, what? And then he walks out of his abode to suddenly be living right next to some gangbangers who he could suddenly say all these horrible things to as a cop. They weren't even gangbangers. I was so offended because I'm like, okay, so I'm outside in my yard where I pay bills, chilling. Like, I pay for this property. And you're upset because you want to sell your house? Who the hell do you think you're going to sell your house to in the ghetto? Us. And <laughs> it was like, you know what? Honestly, I assumed that they were gang members because he really did say something like, Crip, walk your ass over there. Like, yes. he is literally the worst person in the world in this movie. Like, it's not even a I question. I say that those, his neighbors have to be the nicest people. <laughs> because not only did they, uh, cheer him on as he brutally killed a clearly sentient creature Uh, but uh, they know he's a cop and don't despise him heavily they were just smiles and happiness and And jokes and watch this nigga do this like they thought he was really cool and he's just talking to him like they are all pieces of shit and they're just like, haha, we bring down the property value with our amoral attitudes. It's like they're literally just sitting on the lawn talking. Watching like, you basically kill the equivalent of a fucking hummingbird that can talk to you. And the fairy's talking back to him. Dude, the first time something talks back to you, like if I tried to kill an ant and the <laughs> ant was like, hold up, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> And yo, dog, like you killed my mama and my dad, and I didn't say shit, but I'm not gonna let you. Me and that aunt are best friends. At that point in time, I'm sorry. I apologize for everything. Let's kick it. He immediately takes the the the, the fairy out, and then like his daughter is the only voice of reason in his entire household, I guess, who's like, be nice to your partner, and he's like, fuck him. <laughs> he's a fucking like, what the fuck has your partner done to you? Like. Also, I kind of think it's weird that Max Landis thinks in 2017, if um, orcs have been around humans for over 2,000 years, because they said that 
uh, yeah. war happened 2,000 years ago. So, mm -hmm. like, we've always been around. He thinks no orc ever would have been a police person or have law, like, or a politician. Because it took it takes that long for you know us to come up out of the abyss to get accepted by others, black folks. You know, like two four four hundred years. Because white people, man, that's it. Just because white people, that's it. Also, like, what annoyed me because I like, like, I love Dragon Age because I love the world of Thetis. It's such a well-made world. Every book, every game, the tabletop, everything is this cohesive world where I really understand not just the history, but if I make a character, I. I can make something that makes sense within that world because the world makes sense. Max Landis is not talented enough to do that. So in Bright, he has all these people, but okay, so if this is like the Middle Earth war happened like 2,000 years ago, where did this war happen? If they had access to orcs, would there ever be a transatlantic slave trade? Would we have churches? Because if magic is real, would Christianity ever have had a, like the grip it had? Would white supremacy be a thing anymore? Because they're like, oh, the Alamo. Like, okay, so if there's the Alamo, they had slavery. So was there, did they enslave African Americans? Were they enslaving orcs? Like, what happened? And you just know, we just we don't get it because Max Landis, uh, he can't keep anything consistent. Even he had one thing where he wanted to say, oh, well, all the elves are rich and white but then he cast an asian woman as one of the elves that were doing the ninja flippy stuff and i was like do you think we wouldn't notice she was adopted she was adopted by a white elf family <laughs> what <laughs> what did you know if i sang out of tune i don't even know where that came from i just i just wanted like I wanted to like the movie. I did because I didn't have shit else to do that day. I'd already used my uh, movie. Plan. I instantly hated the movie. I like it was one of those things where it, like it opens and once Will Smith made the all lives or fairies lives don't matter today. I was like, oh, this is bullshit. Mm. I, actually, I was for, as soon as I saw the title that said it was made by Trigger Warning Productions, I was like, oh. This is going to be shit. <laughs> and I lowered my expectations. And those lowered expectations still could not be met. Aww. I was like, just don't be like overtly racist or sexist. Can't do it. I can't do it. Because all of the cops are like, dude, if you don't fucking do something about your orc partner, we're going to fuck him up. And nah, man, nah, nah. I'm gonna be the only person standing between you and this orc, even though I really have internal hatred for him as well. Because everybody just, for some unknown reason, hates the orc. Like there's not other partners that make fucking mistakes throughout ever in this police department, but this one orc, because he's the first of his kind, just gets discriminated against over and over again. And you don't want us to think, okay, what are you trying to say here? Plus, there was a fucking dragon who flew through the sky. You never said anything about this fucking. What is that dragon eating? Like, how is that dragon surviving? Exactly. There's no way dragons would survive into the <laughs> modern age. It's just not happening unless we've domesticated them somehow. Because 
like a dragon sneezes and takes out like half a granary, that's not gonna fly. Like, are we using dragon scale for like armor? Are we, like what what happened here? Like what what's the world? Give me something to work with here, Landis, and you can't. I mean, if they were in LA, the dragons are vegan, so we could just be safe to say that the dragons are <laughs> consisting of wheat grass and you know bees, bee pollen, and all that stuff. I'm saying you put a dragon out in the world after we saw that epic shit from uh, Game of Thrones, yes. and I expect that dragon to murk something like that. Dragon just flew through everywhere, and I'm just every time it flew through, I'm just looking at it like that's a big ass dragon. What the? I know what the dragons ate in Game of Thrones. Literally everything. Like niggas was coming up with a leg of lamb. Like this, all that's left from a flock. What the? My thing is like you can't have dragons in modern times because we have flight patterns. We can't tell dragons how to fly. That mm-hmm. thing was like it was high enough to crash into a plane. So how yeah. many people die a year in plane crashes? Like dragon-related plane crashes because. Like planes go down because of geese. Can you imagine if it hits a goddamn dragon? I'm just saying. Think this of things. This movie sounds absolutely landed. terrible. This is the worst movie ever. Very bad. You guys have so much hate ever. for bad men in Independence Day, Lord of the Rings too. I mean, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind bad men, Lord of the Rings, Independence Day if it. Independence Day, as terrible as those movies are, at least they build a lore and the rules of the universe are consistent. Mm-hmm. Bright yeah. doesn't establish any consistent rules. Like, okay, so you're saying that Bright's this people who could use the magic wands. And it's like, you couldn't come up with a better name than magic wand. <laughs> like, if you're going to have the stupid MacGuffin, call it like a philandrelal or something exotic or something. <laughs> Sally Will Smith. <laughs> Grab this magic tallywacker. Yeah. Look at it. I'll take a picture. <laughs> Expelliarmus. It's just so bad. Like Harry Potter could get away with magic wands because they're like in wizarding school and you have this whole world. And you're like, okay, but like you can't have end of watch with magic wands. It just doesn't work. And this movie felt like David Ayer was like, oh. There's a whole bunch of stuff I wanted to do in my other films, so here's some B-roll. Like, put some orc shit in it. Then we'll throw that on Netflix. Thanks for the money. I just want to know, what did they have on Will Smith to make him do this awful piece of shit? I feel like he was just like, can I cuss? Yeah? And then can I <laughs> in the next movie? He could have cussed yeah. in Bad Boys 3. He could have. He could have cussed the fuck. I mean, but he, like, every other word in this movie was a cuss word. Will, like. You know, I didn't even notice that. I really didn't notice the language. It was was too hard. I was just too distracted by how many charming actors they gathered and managed to make a completely unwatchable piece of shit. For me, it felt like, okay, Samuel L. Jackson isn't available. Who else can we get? Will Smith! Everybody it. likes Will Smith. Let's get him cut. I feel like they had to have Will Smith. <laughs> Only Will Smith could have made this movie because he's the one actor that white dude bros have decided that they could accept. And he's Will Smith. He's not black to them. So mm-hmm. the movie will make sense in their head. But to everybody else with eyes, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, but Will Smith hasn't made any good movies in 
at least five or six movies. So uh, I think it's way more than that. I can't remember the last good Will Smith. What was movie. that movie? Pursuit of Happiness. For me, that was like the last good Will Smith movie. That movie was like 15 years ago. Yeah. Well, there we go. <laughs> about 10 movies now. <laughs> We're gonna say about the last 10 movies have not been very good. Oh, poor Will. You know, I just. I had a real issue with the fact that they had a uh, Latino street gang in this movie. <laughs> it's a David oh. Ayer film. Every David Ayer film has a Latino street gang in it. And and never really said why they wanted the wand until like halfway through the, like, no, three-fourths of the way through the movie, they finally reveal why they've been chasing them so much. We want the wand because with the wand, our leader will be able to walk again. And then he immediately Wait. gets killed by an elf. <laughs> and then that's why. Oh god! Spoiler Oh my god! I didn't watch the movie. My husband was like watching it next to me, so I heard it. So that's why I was probably paying attention to the cussing. But then I saw the guy in the wheelchair, and the guy in the wheelchair was Lobos from Power. So I was mm. like, "Oh, okay, that's what's up." You know, dude in the wheelchair. You know, whatever. He the leader. You know, he look. He be out the crazy eyes. He's correct, charismatic. He make it happen. And now to find out, they just wanted it <laughs> so dude well, could walk. Well, like, like I'm but- not laughing at dude not being able to walk. I'm laughing at the audacity that this is. Like y'all was really like y'all was in it to win it. <laughs> not world well, domination. We're just trying to make him like... take him to bed and walk. Rise, Lazarus. They basically set it up like it, it it's like um the MacGuffin in any like heist movie where like the cops go dirty because they find like a bag of money. But instead of a bag of money, they find a magic wand. wand. Which it's established that only certain people can use because if you touch it and you're not a bright You explode. Yeah, yeah you, you yeah, instantly you die. die. So it's this is this piece of shit's useless. But everybody, right, that's what I didn't right. understand. That's what I didn't understand. It's like none of y'all can use this for real. Like y'all can't really do anything with this. Yeah. But the cops trying to kill, you know, Will Smith and his orc partner, the the Latino street gangs trying to do stuff. Just everybody thinking that it's time to get this one. It's like none of y'all can use it. Just give it to the bright and walk away. <laughs> Just because you can't do anything. Why was Will Smith and his uh, orc partner, whose name escaped me, um, why were they protecting the magical ninja woman who didn't clearly didn't need their help because she's been fighting all these people way before they got there and survived? She's white. She's white. That that was the one thing. Bingo. Also, <laughs> she's a female lead, and they don't let her talk until like 20 minutes before the movie ends. I mean, it's yeah. like Lilu and the Fifth Element. Same kind of thing. No! No, it's not! It is! No, it's not. <laughs> they were trying. I think that's what they were going for, but it didn't work because I didn't care about her. It got to the point where like at the Lilu. end of the movie, Will Smith like yells her name, and I'm like, is that a spell? Like, how does he know a spell? And I was like, oh, that's that bitch's name! How <laughs> <laughs> is he the female lead? I know her name. Like, this movie, women were not allowed to talk. You had Will Smith's wife and daughter, their uh, femme, and then his, he basically calls his girlfriend to be like, hey, leave town. And she just gets up and leaves. Like, doesn't tell her friends goodbye, just gets up in the middle of the meal. I hated and that leaves. part. I wanted to know because I'm like, okay, what did they order? Was this paid for already? Because if that bitch got off, 
had ordered like an ultimate feast and I just had a salad, I have See, this was wrong with you females. You don't listen to your man when your man says he need, you need to leave. Submit. So we have we have a salmon platter for you, man. And who man. was watching the kid during that? Where was her kid? He's out crime fighting. Who had the child? She's out with her friends. This is a, this elderly is a terrible movie. The next door neighbors that were out of Crip Walk. So <laughs> it's like I have so many reasons to dislike this movie. It would have been just fine if it, I mean, I would have just hate watched the movie if it hadn't been for the fact that the ending was the one person in the movie who needs to be able to pick up the wand is able to pick up the wand. Like, everybody else gets told, you'll explode. And at that moment, as soon as they said, if you touch it, you'll explode, I was like, Will Smith knows how to pick that shit up. <laughs> I feel like he's not even a bright. It's just like, Will Smith, he just Will Smith it up. Yeah, man. So he, touch it. Did he, so he picked it up? So Will Smith picked it up at the end? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it, I guess, Fucking asshole. I'm trying to like... <laughs> He could have done this the whole time. Max Landis to English dictionary this. I'm assuming <laughs> that he thought it was ironic that the guy who had all this bigotry towards non-humans must not be that human himself because he has to have some type of elf ancestry because he can pick up the wand, making him a bright because basically only elf can be bright. But that wasn't very well established, so it just looks like Will Smith was magic because he's Will Smith and this movie <laughs> needed to end because it hit the 90 minute mark and they cashed the check. I mean, but aren't black people magical? Well, I mean... No. No, he went full magical Negro. Full. Like... <laughs> black women are magic and y'all weren't allowed in the movie, so that takes that out of your point. We were allowed. We were allowed to silently show our boobs and, die. and then die. Without talking. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Between this and the second season of the Get the uh, Get Back or whatever that show was called. Get Down. Get Down. See, the first season was great. The second season, not so much. Him and his son, just they both been struck out a couple times now. I'm not going to give him a ride on this one. I actually love Jaden Smith, the Get Down. I <laughs> like Thor. I loved it. I, I didn't like the anime version of season two. I couldn't. I wanted to love it because I love season one. Even now, I'll rewind it. There's only watch. one season. It's part, part one. one and part two. I'm sorry. Part two was the. It was. The letdown. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I hated the chick. The disco. I want to be a disco queen chick. Mm-hmm. My Lanta. My Lane. My Lane. She was tap dancing on my lap nerve. But I was like, why is she still in this show? So, I mean, that, if y'all have never seen Bright, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Spoilers for Bright. Spoiler warning. Now? That's what we said. Hey, real talk, TLDR, don't even, don't, don't. Just, just, don't, don't. Not like, for the culture. You gotta see it for the culture. For the culture. Nigga, they've already <laughs> said they're coming out with a part two. Like, what else do you need? What else needs to be said in this movie? Uh, they haven't we- been shitty to Asians entirely. So they got to cover Asians. Uh, they didn't say awful things about Native Americans. Uh, so there's still some groups that haven't been offended yet directly. 
the world they have to kill more naked black women they need hobbits we need hobbits next well they they mentioned dwarfs but they didn't show us any and I swear to God, if they have like a sexy dwarf lady who doesn't have a beard, I'm gonna set something on fire. <laughs> doesn't have, have a beard? They all, no, all dwarves have beards. It's a thing from Tolkien to like, well, not Dragon Age, but like most like fantasy, high fantasy, all of the dwarves are supposed to have beards. They're short, yes. they're stocky, they have beards. She's also just described all the uh, older ladies in the black church. Man, sir. Oh. Sir. <laughs> they have mustaches more than you. Oh, my yeah. God. I saw one in the hey, hey, hey. It was like, done! I was just like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> she, she had this, like, she kept, she had this one hair that she kept twisting like she knew it was there. Oh and I'm like, yo, stop playing with your mustache. I just want a program. And hey then man. I hope- she's probably thinking about that lady that she's gonna tie to the train tracks later. Yeah. She's got a girl. And I <laughs> I just had a revelation while you guys were talking. Uh, now I know why the church ladies keep peppermints in their purse. Let's put it in their vaginas. That's what it's for. <laughs> That's how they stay away from the sermon. Yes. Now we know. <laughs> now we know. So, like, putting Altoids in your mouth and, and hot water and all that, that's not really a good thing either. Like, I, I read about that somewhere. Uh, if it has sugar it has or sugar. alcohol, don't we put it in, on, or around your genitals. Okay. So, Pop Rocks Pop. are a no then, right? No to Pop Rocks. God, Can't pop no. that coochie? Can't? No, no, no popping that coochie? popping with some Pop Rocks. Pop, pop, pop the coochie! Pop! Pop that Gucci, baby. No. I want the rocks. I want the rocks. I want the rocks. No, no. <laughs> I would even say no. be careful of flavored lubes because sometimes they also have things that aren't great for you. The only flavored lube that I trust is a brand called Nature Lovin' Lube, which I think is just the best lube. Like, you're going to be an anal superstar with Nature Lovin' oh. Lube. I'm not even sponsored. I just really like it. So... And it comes a little cool. It like looks like a, a honey. It looks like honey. So it comes a little bare. It's super cute. Nature loving lube. I'm not writing that down. I'm just And they, they have like <laughs> a billion flavors, but it actually tastes good. Okay, Google. It's bottle safe. So like they have like creme brulee flavored lube, which is so much better than like tart strawberry or that bullshit that you usually get. Like it, it's like mildly flavored. So it's enough to like get rid of condom taste, but not so much that you're gonna vomit because it tastes like fake spiders and sugar. Spiders. Oh, okay, Google for real. <laughs> take take a note. Nature love and lube. Nature love and lube. Um, holler at Alexa. Alexa. Alexa don't know shit. Alexa's worse than Siri. Can, can we just establish that? Right. At least Alexa, Siri has a sense of humor. Alexa has no sense of humor and is dumb as rocks. Like, <laughs> seriously. Has anybody tried I, using Cortana? Like, I didn't you know. want to because I'm like, hey, Microsoft, have you played the games that you're trying to make money off of? Because she goes crazy and tries to kill everybody. 
that is a plot point in the Halo series that Cortana watches everybody, becomes hyper-intelligent, and then becomes a rogue AI and tries to destroy the universe. So maybe don't put that in people's computers. <laughs> I'm just saying. I just want to be able to walk up to Alexa the way I can walk up to Siri and say what it do. And she says back, nothing much, pimp. And that's really it. I've changed it now to nothing much Megatron Destroyer or Galaxies. But initially, we had an understanding when I had my iPhone. Alexa's just like, I don't understand. <laughs> I swear Alexa's like Mariah, the Mariah Carey of uh, of the smart system. Because everything I asked her about, the answer is, I don't know her. Alexa is a Darth Becky. <laughs> That's who she is. I don't, I don't know her. Alexa, I asked her to play Formation by Beyonce. I don't know her. Like, how the fuck don't you know Beyonce? How don't you know Formation? You're lying. You're <laughs> lying, Alexa. I'm mad all over again. <laughs> I'm so Where's sorry. Like, I watch way too much Black Mirror, so I don't even want to use OK Google. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't even want to set it up. And I, I have a Samsung, so I not only have the OK Google, I also have some crap called Bixby. Bruh, just, I have it too. I it, that just sounds like a an informant. Okay, like, Bixby. <laughs> Bix, Bixby's a snitch. Exactly, Bixby's a British snitch. <laughs> Bixby's fed. I don't know. I like. I don't trust that. <laughs> and it keeps on trying to turn itself on. I'm like, I didn't ask for that. Like, you're not going to catch me out there all the time. Bixby will pull up on you and be like, "Hey, can you tell me where I could get some weed around here?" That's Bixby. <laughs> Talking to the flower. Mm-hmm. Hey, Bixby's wearing hey, wire. Hey, black colored <laughs> Negroes. Um, can you can you tell me where I can get some powdered cocaine? Bixby is Rachel Dolezal. That's who Bixby is. You know what, Shante? We just cannot escape that motherfucker. I swear to I God. I hate that woman. That's, <laughs> That's Bixby. That's so much. She serves no purpose. She won't go away. You can't uh, get rid of her. That's who Bixby is. Uh, and if y'all niggas... Look, look. Y'all need to be listening to Unreasonable Fridays. You need to be listening to ADD or... Uh, uh, ADD Space, you need to be listening to the cunt cast. If y'all niggas buy those Rachel Dolezal posters for them, I swear to God. If y'all buy, buy them. Posters, the instruction was steal For them. the unreasonable folks to, to steal them and give them to you, I will burn. No, no, you don't have to, you don't actually have to physically, we just want you to steal them, take pictures of them so we could laugh at her and like show the pictures around. I actually think <laughs> if she's at a book signing, I want you to walk up to her, look her in the eye, and just smack as many as you can to the ground, and then just take pictures. <laughs> just, just make fun of. <laughs> yeah, and then like just take pictures of what you can see in that instance, Dude, and then right. walk away. You know, posters or calendars? Because I've seen that she has a calendar too. They're yeah, calendars. I, saw, I saw the calendar. Oh my god! I didn't know she had posters. Oh, I know yeah. she has calendars. I apologize profusely. It's it's calendars, and I, you know what? If she ever had the nerve to come out here to Sacramento, I would push all her stuff off the desk and then be like, "I read your book," and then I just walk the fuck out. <laughs> I, as long as you maintain eye contact with her the entire time that you do it. Look at me. It would be like Mr. Big on the uh, R. Kelly video. Look at me. I did this to you. Push everything off. Oh my God. I read this book and then I dip. 
Which also, um, we got like we got like fifteen minutes left, so that gives me enough time to talk about this. Dave Chappelle just came out with uh, his newest comedy. Uh. Uh, long story short, Dave Chappelle ain't learned shit. Uh, Dave Chappelle is still telling transphobic jokes, uh, and so I'm saying now, pretty publicly, uh, y'all need to just link Dave Chappelle up with all the rest of the problematic niggas that are out there that just don't feel like they need to change because people keep on supporting them. Uh, R. Kelly. Nah, uh, nah. You can't put them in the R. Kelly boat, man. R. Kelly's a serial rapist. Yeah, we can't Dave put him in the R. Smelly boat. Tone deaf and an asshole, but he's not a rapist. No, I wasn't saying like he my fault. Y'all are absolutely right. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Niggas that I'm not fucking with in 2018. He's a rape apologist, though. So, he's rape adjacent? <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Adjacent. Which sounds like my cousin's name. Um. <laughs> um Chappelle's new show came out. It's just like the one that came out last year. Uh, apparently now he spends even more time talking about it and uh, also throws in some jokes about Louis C.K. Because why not? Yeah, I read his Louis C.K. joke and it made me want to stab him in the face. Oh, I'm sad, Dave. I mean, nothing uh, about it. He kind of he, he, at this point. He, yeah, he deserves it. It was really, it was what I saw was him basically making fun of the the woman that was victimized by Louis C.K. and called her bitter. Well, said she had a, a bitter soul, or because because of what she went through dealing with Louis C.K. that made her not want to do comedy anymore. And he was basically like, "Well, I guess she really didn't really want to fucking do it." And it's like, how do you turn? I was like, didn't you walk away from your show because people laughed at a joke the weird a a way you didn't like and you were mad because one sketch was so popular that people couldn't see past your genius to recognize your other genius? Like, fuck you, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, he's an asshole. He's, I mean, he's he's basically an asshole with what he's way he's out here right now and he's probably maybe he's always been an asshole and maybe it's part of you know being an adult and realizing that you know what maybe some of this shit wasn't as funny ain't as funny now as it was when i was like 20 or whatever the fuck you know but but this just seems just overly antagonistic i guess is that that's what it that's what it's antagonistic i i know a bunch of comedians uh and i know some real good dudes and i know some Flaming trash fires, and unfortunately, most of the the comedians I've come across have been the latter. Uh, so I don't know if it's just a comedian thing where you just convinced yourself that you know you're this First Amendment right crusader, so you have to push the buttons, and or else who else will? But uh, at some point, it's it's really not about. Like, you're not fucking Lenny Bruce. Nobody's throwing you in jail. You're just being <laughs> shitty to, to women and other, you know, minorities and groups that you can punch down to. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, 
as much as people don't like cancel culture, fucking canceled. Well, he was canceled for me, his first special, but he was already canceled for me. So I don't know why people are like, oh, his special offended and disgusted me. I better watch the next one. Like, why? Why are you doing that? I'm giving him a chance to be different. No, that sounds like an abusive relationship. Like, you literally walked away from him because he said something problematic. And now you're like, maybe he's different this time. What what do you expect him to do differently? Like, what exactly are we yeah. expecting to run into? No. When, when people tell you who they are, believe them the first time. Definitely. Maya the Scammer. That's what Maya the Scammer said. I mean, you shouldn't have to walk into the funeral and open up the obituary and a dick pic pops out for you to know that it was. <laughs> That's my kind of funeral. That's my kind of homegoing service. That's how I want to rem- remember him. <laughs> Pop up dick. right out the middle and read the obituary right down that vein. Yes. <laughs> no, bitch. Damn, read it down the vein. Yes. That's, wow. <laughs> big vein. Papa was a big man on campus. <laughs> Boy. She loved playing Pinochle. <laughs> but yeah, um, I just want to thank y'all both again for stopping by. It's oh, been thank you, thank you, wonderful. And um, I'm sure Shante um, is in agreement. If not, then please let me know because I don't generally speak for other folks, which gets awkward because my wife would be like, "Go ahead," and I'll be like, "Nah." Nah, you you do that, like, because usually when I say something, she'll be like, "Go ahead and take care of it," and then I say the wrong shit, and it's like, "Why didn't you say this?" And I was like, "I told you I didn't want to take care of it. I said the wrong thing, and now <laughs> we're foreclosing on our house and shit." Um, but I'm relatively sure when I say y'all are welcome back, literally anytime. This Aww, wonderful. Yeah. Um. With that we said, didn't get to talk about the thing that happened. This is still fun. Which thing? What about, thing? About the um the testimony service. I was looking so forward to that. Oh. Um, oh nigga. Oh yeah. So we'll just if you got you know what? You got you got time? <laughs> you I know it's it's East Coast late. It's East Coast late, so I'm not I understand. But I'm in Cali. So and I haven't done a, a, a Patreon yet, and that shit needs to get some sort of place somewhere. <laughs> anytime Bostop says when a testimony goes wrong, you need to stop. So, um, yeah, we'll do that in a hold on one second. Let's get this taken care of first. Is that you're drinking ginger ale? Like that's a real thing? Like niggas drink? Yeah, I can't drink anymore. So I have caffeine-free ginger ale. My grandma used to make us drink ginger ale. Caffeine-free. Like yeah, I can't have caffeine. That's cause... grandma stuff, for real. My grandma had caffeine-free Pepsi. Yeah, in that tan can, too. Like It was lit, okay? For her, it was a lituation. Yeah, and my, <laughs> my petly tea. Miss Najela, go ahead and tell them uh, where they can find you at. Go ahead and do your shout outs, things of that nature. Okay. Uh, well, if you like me 
you can catch me on my own podcast, which is called the Cuntcast Podcast, which is part of Unreasonable Fridays. Mm-hmm. You can find it at cuntcastpodcast.com or on unreasonablefridays.com. You should probably go to unreasonablefridays.com because I have been a little bit behind in updating my website because life is hard. Uh, you can also catch me on Twitter. My Twitter is Belasian Bitch, and that's bitch with a Y because womanism. Uh, and uh, uh, I hope you follow uh, Unreasonable Fridays on Twitter as well, so you can get to know all the lovely hosts. We have um, Mr. Anne Rand Freeman, who yeah. does Cut Can with me, and uh, also Bacon, who does Ad Bacon, Space. And- she's the best. Well, they are, they're the best. Amazing, <laughs> inimitable, um, awesome bacon. They are wonderful. Yeah. They're just, uh, like, they're a ray of sunshine. Like, <laughs> yours too? Yes. <sighs> I, could, I could wax poetic about how awesome they are for, like, a long time. Yeah. Actually, got on that uh, New Year's show, got on the New Year's <laughs> I'm a murderous bear. I keep on bursting into rooms and conversations screaming that and nobody I know has listened to it so they they just think I'm insane (laughs) but I know you but it's crazy is that uh like for people who who can see the video I am wearing a, a big onesie and for that um big collection of negroes they were bacon was also wearing a onesie but hers was a murderous bear so it had like blood on the claws oh and like it was super cute. And I don't know. I just thought it was funny. So I keep on going, I'm a murderous bear. But nobody gets it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I could talk about them okay. all day. Oh, uh, I've got one thing. If you want to get some of that nature love and lube or any other uh, romantic accoutrement, I keep everything I do running by my affiliate toy store, which is www.vibrant-vibes.com. So every time you make a purchase from that, it goes a little bit goes to me. And then I can do things like build my home studio and get podcasting equipment and be on awesome shows like this. Got it. I, I just want to make sure I put it into the show notes, right? Because I was going to say, is it vibes with a Z? No. <laughs> vibes with a Y and a Z. Right? Like vibes cartel. Man. You know what? I wanted that and it was taken. Dang. Bet you was I taken think by probably by vibes it. cartel, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Samara, go for it. Um. Well... It's been a pleasure. It's been an absolute blast. If you liked my little randomness on tonight's episode, you could definitely follow me at Fab Fresh and Fly. That's on Twitter and on Instagram. 
I am the co-host along with the Asia Ali of a lovely little podcast known as Bad and Boozy, where we talk Bad about and boo. Yes, we talk about all kinds of liquor and wine-related shenanigans. The last episode that we just recorded, we dropped it today, and it was about thought juice. So if you like all things lima readers, cherry readers, mango readers, and you just want to hear four drunk people talking about everything from why your grandma is a nigga to um, three fingers in the tukus, <laughs> go ahead and give us a listen. <laughs> you can find us on uh, at uh, badandboozypodcast.com. Uh, and we are a hoot, if I don't say so myself. Or at least that's what one of our uh, reviews on iTunes called us a hoot. So that's what I'm saying from now on. Also available on the CSPN. Shout out to you, Classic. Yes, CSPN.us. This this is our third episode with them. We're really excited to um, see how, where this partnership takes us. So it's, you know, big teams for the new year. Buckle, buckle. All the air horns. Yeah, I've had enough air horns after listening to the Unreasonable Fridays. <laughs> Gaggling niggas. <laughs> Get down on that last episode. That was a very confusing day for me as a Jamaican because I was like, uh, beacon drop? Nope, nope. Dancing? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we were at a club. My wife and I were at a club and it got to the point where I was just calling it like, okay, the the DJ is going to play the, the reggae horn right now. And it was like, okay. He just said something. Bar's about to close, close, close. Five seconds for another drink, drink, drink. Who's been in, come on and been in the And it was just like for everything. Like he would say it between songs. He would say it when a beat dropped. He would play it when uh, the chorus came in. It just, it got to be too much. Like I couldn't do the reggae horn after hearing this dude kill it. And I used to love it. It was on all my shows. And then it just tapered the fuck off. And it was just one DJ's fault. The DJ literally murdered the reggae horn for me. Murderer. Murder. She wrote in the mirror. See? That it, that's how it was. You're traumatized. I can tell. Shante, go for it. Uh, first, thank you to Najela and Summer for being on the show. Y'all are awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and thanks to everybody who listens. And we'll see y'all next time. I swear she's the God bless you good night of this show. <laughs> oh, we can't even say that anymore, man. Russell is a, Russell out here too. Right? Yeah, I'm not. That's, that's what I said. The last time he said that that's who I was, I was just like, that's not who I am. I don't, don't, don't affiliate me with that. <laughs> no, that's not what we're doing. No, no, not in the least. This is single simulcast. Um, your favorite podcast, favorite podcast, episode 274. Um, I am just so thankful to each and every one of y'all for checking us out, for sharing us with your friends, things of that nature. We are polyamorous when it comes to the podcast. We don't mind being shared with others. We love all of y'all equally. Um, and just continue to rock with us in 2018. We got some big things on store. We got some big things on deck, rather. Um and I'm not talking about pictures, I promise. I am talking about really interesting podcasts. Like, we have some podcast ideas that are coming out that are just, like, mind-blowing. And I'm not being facetious when I say that. Um, podcasts that actually feature Arf from Unreasonable Fridays. He'll be a part of it. So, that's, that's something big. And then, um, Sin and Solace might be coming back into that nature. So, just continue to rock with us. Check out the Patreon. Um... 
single simulcast or patreon.com backslash single simulcast. Um, leave a review because the iTunes feed got canceled and then got built back up again. So we have no reviews on iTunes, which gives us an opportunity to be whatever the fuck we want. So uh, leave reviews on that so then they can um, see this awesomeness. Um, really, though, just have a great day. And remember, uh, winter is here. So if you need to reach out, my Skype name is Rashani. Uh, you can hit me on Facebook at Rashani um, on the instant messenger, and I am an, a pretty damn good listener. Um, nobody should have to walk alone in the dark. Uh, I'll listen for as long as you need me to. Um, yeah. This single simulcast, your favorite podcast, favorite podcast, and this episode 274. We dig each and every one of y'all. Y'all be good. We're out. Peace. Bye. Peace. A single simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.